You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Coming to you in stereo now. That should be a little bit better. Talk for me. Stereo system. Sound system. Gonna, gonna, want, gonna pick me back up. Or do I want... Imp- yeah, I, think it's fine. I think it's fine. It's probably fine. Um, I don't think people ask a lot from us. Yeah, but if people are only getting us in one ear, that's maddening. Oh, yeah, no, that is very annoying. Speaking of which, would you look at this stupid fucking board? Yeah, the colors are real dumb. I feel like it's made for, for people that... Uh, they they buy one because they're gonna pursue their uh, their beats career. I was just gonna say it's made for idiot DJs. It's made for Fruity Loops uh, yes. people. Do people still use Fruity Loops? Oh yeah, yeah. Fruity Loops is its own culture still. I thought I sounded like ancient by saying that. No, Fruity Loops and LimeWire kind of go together, but it, it's uh, there's still like a Fruity Loops. There's like a Fruity Loops Pro. Okay. All right. People Not, use it. No, but there's isn't there another thing that people use too? Isn't yeah, but people. Uh, I mean, do people, people use GarageBand? No, they use Ableton. They use uh, whatever. This is boring. But here's the point: they uh, Fruity Loops is still alive and well. You can make a hot beat on there. Why do you pursue your DJ career? That's a great question. I, when I remember when COVID first hit, I was like, I'm gonna make beats, and I think <laughs> I, I think I did that for a day, <laughs> and All I got right. very bored. I've I've made a number of of beats in my life. Yeah, no, they're I mean like they're I not love a beat. They're not terribly difficult to make. I just like I find it I find you know what it is? I find it unfulfilling. I make one and I'm like, "Hey, right, now what?" Well, the problem is that we don't know how to make them great. We no, can- they're not great, but they're very rudimentary, but, you know. You could definitely make a Tiger song. Sure. I mean, well, some of these beats out here are not like they're not Nothing mind blowing going on that I've that I've encountered in a while. Little Dirk level, you know. Well, that's, <laughs> you could make some Dirk beats. I could I could probably make Dirk beats, but I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't have any ambition for the beats the beats career. Why not? Why have you given up on everything? <laughs> you know, I've I've been unemployed for like less than a week, and I realized that I could like. There's a there's a strong part of me that just wants to like go broke, really, and then just move back home. What part, what part of you is that? I don't know. I just don't really feel like working anymore. Oh well, that I yeah. Okay. I kind of just like living, going for a little walk in the morning. But see, I so always, if your parents lived in Santa Monica, you would. Oh, are you kidding me? You would for sure just wait for them to die. That's the only the only threat is that I'd have to go back to New York. Yeah, imagine that, living on the border of Long Island right now. Oh. I can't do it. I can't do it. That's the only thing that's like, I got to get this money, I guess. If if my parents lived within Los Angeles County, I would live in the fucking basement and be the happiest person on earth. So before I got my lovely girlfriend now, my parents were like, why don't you just stay here, 
get a nice girlfriend from Cohoes. And I was oh. like, and it's like, Cohoes is like a joke in the capital region. So like, it was like an insult in a way. It was like, why don't I get a nice girl from Cohoes? What are you fucking talking about? Isn't it insane how your parents, like, I feel like your, your parents from age, like 18, when you're 18 to like, 25 they're like when the fuck are you gonna get out of this fucking house oh and then they want you back and then as soon as you leave you're like you could just you, you know our door is always open my parents would be very happy if me and my girlfriend and her child moved in, moved into the basement they'd be overjoyed have they never watched like an episode of of some nightmare television show where that's the react like an episode of intervention no, where they, they just do whippets in the garage, in the in the fucking garage upstairs loft. They, they have they ever watched an episode of Wings and and, been, and felt inspired to start their own air, their small airport airline. I that actually, that so, actually sounds kind of cool. I talked about Wings today, and yeah. it was pointed out to me that that was probably the most that anybody's talked about Wings in a decade. But do you think that there's a Wings subreddit? I'm gonna find out. <laughs> Well, there. Well, there's two wings. You got the TV show and the Paul McCartney band. Oh yeah, there's probably definitely a- which people shit on wings because they're not the Beatles, but Wings has tracks. Uh, I lo- probably like it more than the Beatles. Um, I, I mean, Wings has tracks. People should revisit. Um, I don't know. Wing, the, the television show is before my time, but I got to tell you, starting an airline. Holy fuck! There is a Wings subreddit. Who is it? The band or is the show? The Wings TV show. All right. Oh my god, there's two of them. Subreddit for holy fuck. One of them's got 300 members. How did Reddit come back? Not huge. Uh, I don't know. 4chan is over. I guess Reddit is the new place to uh, plot my kidnapping of a Michigan governor. No, they the Reddit is bullshit. It's full of feds. They they took down the Donald. Yeah, that's true. They took down our <laughs> the Donald. That was the most fun place. Uh, so everybody, if you want to go to our uh, Reddit. Dot com slash r slash sandpiper air. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like, listen. I, I'm I'm curious where you can go from there. You go. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, wait, was Wings was oh. was Wings a spinoff of Cheers? Uh, let's find out. Wings was a spinoff of something. I know Frasier was a spinoff of Cheers, right? Obviously, yes. I feel like there was another Cheers spinoff. Let's, hold on. No, Wings might have predated Cheers. No, it doesn't predate Cheers. No? Every, okay, hold on. Would you please explain what's going on for our listeners under 30? Wings or Frasier? Which thing? Uh, wait, explain any of this. People, uh, uh, Frasier is like annoying, like smart guy comedy, kind of. Kind of. It's still network comedy. It's still network, and it like, I'll admit it's made me laugh, but I think if I watched it, I'd like it too much, and then I'd hate myself. I'd have to remove my penis, like fully, to watch Frasier, right? I mean, I don't think I can make it through an episode. And this is, I'm a guy that can watch two and a half men. That's a rough one. <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, that's a rough one. It's got enough sex jokes that I, I'm kind of in. I, uh, two and a half men is like live action Family Guy. That, yeah. I, I can watch Family Guy. By the way, I turned off the air conditioning in this building. Thank God. Oh, oh, you are uncomfortable? Oh, I don't, I don't like air conditioning during the day. I'll sweat it out. I only like it at night when I'm trying to sleep. God, man. I don't like the artificial... This, this whole space feels... Oh, they painted the walls gray. This is the most like lifeless... Before we get back to Wings, would you explain where we are? We're in an Airbnb in uh, Koreatown in Los Angeles, and it's 
it honestly, Korea. It reminds me of Jamaica Queens. It reminds me of like very near where I grew up as a child. It's a big big homes, but everybody has a gun. Yeah, and there's like bars on the windows and yep. shit, and it's like. I stepped out, so it's a duplex. I stepped out today, and the guy in the in the duplex next to me was out his front door, and he goes, "Y'all lit in there?" <laughs> and I said, "Not at all, man." And he goes, "Bummer." <laughs> LA is so funny. Also, I mean, you're in this you're in this room with with men who are either are in their forties or are approaching forties, and your refrigerator is just Coca Cola. Coca Cola. <laughs> You gotta be. You gotta like have some real like depressing death wish to be drinking Coca Cola like at, around your forties. You know what it is though. So I've got friends that they do a uh, uh, what would you call it? golf vacation to, to uh, Myrtle Beach. These are friends I went to high school with. Mm. They do a golf vacation in Myrtle Beach where they they golf, they get hammered, uh, and they cheat on their wives with with Myrtle Beach strippers. All right, and. I've been to Myrtle Beach. Uh, I've been to a, a gas station immediately outside of a strip club. Uh, the Myrtle Beach strippers, it's, people, it's like a hot spot for stripping. Okay. I don't know if you know that. Uh, it's also a toilet. <laughs> I could have guessed that. toilet. Yeah. Anyway. Much like Koreatown. Yeah, but, they, but pe- my, my friends from high school go there. They get hammered, suck on some titties, probably look at each other and go, don't you ever fucking say anything. Don't you fucking say anything <laughs> about this. And... Here's what I'll say about this little idiot man vacation yep. that we're on right now. Mm-hmm. There's been no strippers. Mm. There is a Airbnb with a unused beer pong table <laughs> and a refrigerator full of Coca-Cola. It's yeah. Is it it's more dignified is it more dignified or less dignified than my high school friends? Uh, Myrtle Beach trip. I mean, they—they're at least sucking titties. Uh, we're going to a hardcore festival. There's no titty sucking that's going to be happening. Zero. Z- at least, not from us. I bet there's going to be a lot of titty sucking going on. Well, you know, you say this that, but weekend. The live show is last like night. Festivals. And I tried asking the crowd, like, "What's the vibe? What's is people people out here fucking? You know, you're yeah. in your little hardcore vacation. You're meeting up with your internet friends and silence in the crowd." It was a tough crowd. It took like midway through our set before they loosened up. They they had tight old buttholes. Yeah, they had tight old buttholes. Maybe they just maybe they were jet lagged. I don't know what the deal is, but but I mean, I hope, I hope I hope people out here are hooking up, having sex, having fun. I think what happens is they they come into town, they they talk on the internet, right? They have a little flirty, little flirty, little conversation, a little connection, whatever. They get to town, they go, oh, are you going to the thing? Yeah, I'll be there. Oh, cool, I'll see you. And then they meet up. It's a little awkward, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the night goes on. Maybe they, they, they break the tension a little bit, and then they have a nice little hookup. Yeah. You know, a nice little suck and fuck, maybe. Maybe. And then the rest of the trip, they're just, both of them, they're, they can't enjoy anything because they're riddled with anxiety because they don't know, like, do, do they like this person, number one, or did, was it uncomfortable? Are they going to get how in trouble? Serious, how serious do I want to be? Is yeah. It like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and then, then oh, sh- wait, her ex is hitting her up. Like oh, maybe God. she's not like, oh, I, I thought she was free, but maybe was she's she got lying? a man. Yeah, was she lying on me? And now like, then they just spend, the, then they have a horrible time. Is a guy with a face tattoo going to beat me next time I go to a show in D- Dayton, Ohio? Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's the, the, the hardcore festival experience. Yeah, I'll say 
there's uh you know being being older is uh I probably look pathetic uh performing, right? I probably look like a decrepit little old stage clown. No, I don't think that. Like, no. a, like a you're headlining. You run this. You run the town. You run the show. Headlining the small stage. Oh, no, stop! You, like, why are you? Why are you constantly undermining yourself? That's like the biggest micro penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, but like, I think that I'll say this: being out of that, being out of the uh, the, the rat race of uh, tr- trying to talk to women, right? Sure. Yeah. So. There's a lot of nice things. You like being committed, or you you enjoying the single life? You know, I I I'm, I'm entering the space where like a little commitment would be nice. But anytime I've like kind of like drifted towards that, I go because eh. I'll say that there's a lot of nice things. Like aside, okay, so let's get the love out of the way. You mm-hmm. got a love for your partner, right? Sure. And that's its own thing. Yeah. Uh, but then in addition to that, you've got the practicalities of a partnership. Yeah. And one of those practicalities is, and this is kind of like a, a in some ways, this is a really nice thing. And in other ways, it's, it's a tragic one. It depends on who's saying it, right? Mm-hmm. It is, it's depressing when like sex in the city style women say it. I think it is pretty appealing when like I hear the RZA say it, mm. which is, it is empowering to not have to worry about the bullshit. Yeah. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So take your love for y- your partner out of it. Like, all right, I love my girlfriend. But that again, that's like its own beast. You, sure. can, you can have love and still have all sorts of headaches and shit. <laughs> love is its own headache. But, but then the practicalities. And one of the nice practicalities is jumping out of the insanity that is the interpersonal relationships required to like, like, do you remember a time in your life when you were talking to like five women? Yeah. Was it lit or was it ultimately tiring? Uh, I I would say it was more lit than tiring. More lit. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's, I mean, it's ego stroking. It's nice to feel desirable. Yeah. You know? And it's also nice to be like, well, if Felicia drops off and, and, and I got a roster, exactly. Felicia drops off. I got Shaniqua on the, on the other line. You know what though? This is the thing. I don't know why I made them black. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you got to will it into existence. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that it's, it, so it's been pointed out to me how pathetic it is mm. for low value shithead males. Yeah. To believe that they are rappers, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, you know what absolutely. I mean? So like, so like, there is a period in a lot of men's lives where talking to like six women makes yeah. makes them feel like the dawn. <laughs> yeah, I might, yeah, yeah. it know? plays tricks on your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then ultimately, yeah, you're just a dickless loser for sure. There's <laughs> you know no question. I mean? Well, that's like sometimes like I think personality wise, I think I'm a pretty good guy. Like employment, like level at my place in life, you know, at my age, I think, yeah, you know, listen, I'm not rich, I, you know, I'm not killing it, but I think I'm doing pretty good, which I think, as we've talked about before, puts you in the upper percentile. Mm-hmm. Doing pretty good is like a is like a good dude, whatever that puts. I think that puts you in the upper percentile of men, but like 
yeah, you have to have these moments of like self-actualization where it's like, yo, <laughs> it's kind of astounding that any woman gives me the time of day at all because I, while I'm like fine, I'm not exactly killing it. You know what I mean? No, but you don't got, you don't got a substance abuse problem and you're employed. Right. Well, not employed right not now. Employed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Actually, no, that's, I did lock down a job. I'm hoping for that the other one comes through. Uh, but if not, I will have a job by the middle of August. So, you know, employed for all intents and purposes, but yeah, employed, no substance abuse problem, knows how to treat people. That puts you, it's, it's, I would, I would classify that as high value. You know, was talking to people about your, your substance abuse problem last night. Oh yeah. And my, my former substance abuse problem. Well, talking about how. You may even want to get lit right now, but you can't say goodbye to the gains. <laughs> no, well, yeah. I mean, that, what do you mean by that? Like, I think I know what you mean, but go on. You have, like, let's say you wanted to get loaded, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're not even have a, a rough day. You're just, you're doing that thing that all rationalizing moron alcoholics do where you're like, things are going good. Things are going good. I, there's no reason. Yeah. No reason I can't drink, right? Yeah. So, which, by the way, if this is you, everybody, it's part of the cycle. It's part of the thing you all do. You yeah. know what I mean, things are going to, it's, it's like when, when the psychotic is, is thinking, I haven't seen, I haven't seen any delusions in a long time. I, yeah. I don't need these fucking meds. Yeah. Get these meds out of here. You know? So same shit. Uh, even if that was where you're at, mm. the fact that you've lost, cause you sent me a photo of yourself where you were a fat boy. I was a big boy. I didn't realize. I didn't realize either. My mom sent me the photo and I was like, is she proud of you? Yeah. Okay. I was like, but she also, like, my parents don't even know that I haven't drank in two and a half years. Well, they think you've got a cocaine problem? I don't know what they think. I'll just go to, I'll go to my folks' house and my dad will be like, you want a beer? And I'm like, no, good. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, I don't even think they know. Like, I I think my, my, my parents don't fuck with social media because they're, they're, they're actual boomers. Yeah. They're actual boomers. But like my aunt does. And I posted something about, about being sober. And my aunt was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) um but uh i mean my aunt she's like you know she's california playboy like she's she's on stizzy pods and shit yeah um you know yeah no i i purely stay away from the sauce because i find like i just want to keep building on being able to say it's been x amount of time like i'm gonna uh, put a fine point on this. You're also not fat. No, you don't think so? Well, you're fat, but you're not like... It, but, <laughs> but, but you're not, you sent me a photo of yourself where you look like Angus. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's not a great look. No, I'm not there anymore. I mean, I think I just kind of have one of those body types where, the, like, my body just kind of hangs on to it. But, I'm, and yeah, I'm like... I'm like at least like 80 pounds lighter than I am in those photos. That was from... 20, 80 pounds? Yeah, yeah. That's from 2018. And now you're doing like tough mutter, like uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm riding next to John Joseph yeah, and the yeah, Iron you're both, Man. You're both wearing those like really tight, uh, yeah, uh, uh, biking outfits. I got a PMA bodysuit that I wear to the the triathlon. You, say, you know who I hate, man? Who? Robin Williams. <laughs> he's been he's been dead for like ten years. Yeah, but he so his I guess he's got a child, and his child was tweeting about his his the anniversary of his passing the other day. Yeah, and there was this photo of him. Uh, in a full bike outfit, you know, like the John Joseph style, skin tight, like they're they're 
like it's a full bodysuit, bike shorts into top. You know what I'm talking about? Sure, yeah, yeah. And it had some stupid like Salvador Dali style art on it or whatever dumb bullshit. And it was Robin Williams holding a mountain bike, looking at directly at the camera in that stupid little outfit. And the look of resigned sadness in his fucking face, despite mm-hmm. his like effort at a fucking broken smile. Yeah. I just looked at him and said, man, I fucking hate you. <laughs> Wait, was this a photo of, of the son or of Robin Williams? Robin Williams. Yeah. And here's the deal. I don't actually hate Robin Williams, everybody. I don't give a fuck about Robin Williams. I didn't find him very funny, but I'm sure he's a nice guy. Whatever. Um, Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. I, if, okay, here's what we talk about. Mm. Uh, the serotonin thing being a lie. Yeah, serotonin is a, I don't know, man. What do you mean? What do you mean? Why, why, can I ask you a question? Why is it whenever I just report the news to you, you go, you go, I don't know about that, man. Well, because I'm supposed to trust the news. You're supposed to, no, but, all right, so everybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, like, remember the other day when I was reading the Wikipedia for the abortion lady and Eric's like, I don't. I don't know if I believe this. It's like, what, what, what motivations are there? I don't think I said that. Well, you don't. You were like, can we get a fact check on the part where she said that a gang of black men raped her? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, well, because you think I was freestyling. Did you think I was just like manu- Like I'm yeah. ad. I'm ad libbing that. It sounds like you're trying to be edgy, boy. That's rather edgy. I will. I think you <laughs> maybe like threw in the black part just for fun. I, did you read it though? You read it and then you saw I wasn't lying. Yeah, right? no, you weren't lying. She right. was, I mean, she was, a, a, it seems like she was a complicated person. A complicated person. Yeah. We all, <laughs> we all have feet of clay. We all fall short of the glory of God. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, so the serotonin thing, everybody, there's all this scandal in the, in the, uh, pharmaceutical world this week, uh, which means that it'll be buried and hidden, uh, that you won't hear about this again anytime soon. But it appears that all of our research since 2006 on Alzheimer's has been uh, predicated on falsified information and billions of dollars have been wasted pursuing an avenue of research that uh, is, it has yielded nothing because it's, uh, it, it's false premise. Uh, and the other big one is that SSRIs are just work by virtue of magic because they don't their efforts to boost serotonin or at least to inhibit a drop in serotonin don't actually matter because apparently there's no causation between low serotonin and depression, right? So that would be, that's a relatively big revelation and that's based on a number of studies where they've been unable to replicate the initial findings, uh, the, the findings from, I don't know, fucking 20 years ago. So, uh, 
this means that you've, those of you that are on SSRIs, they may or may not work for you, but we have no idea why they, why they don't work for you, right? So what was my point? Um, Robin Williams. <clears throat> Robin Williams. So uh, is it possible that, and this is going to be a wild one for our listeners who are majorly depressed, is it possible that ain't nothing to be done? That if you got a disposition, you got a disposition. In the same way, I used to date a girl. She broke her back and got raped. Same year. Cheery as hell. She looked at both of those things as things that happened. You know what I mean? Like that, She was just like, oh, yeah, that was rough. And you'd be like, a man jumped out of a bush and raped you. And she, she was like, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> you'd be like, are you okay? And she'll be like, well, yeah, I think I am. And you'll be like, what about the back-breaking part? And she'll say, scary, scary, for sure. And you'll say, it didn't fuck you up? She'll be like, well, it, it, my back wasn't, as it turned out, I can walk. And, and you'll be like, yeah, but, I mean, that was pretty traumatic. And she'll be like, yeah, I, I guess, right? He, so, yeah. So this is to say, that, that person, yeah. is there any circumstance that could break that person's will, or is it their disposition that they... They can look on the bright side of anything. Here's here's the reality. Phrenology. <laughs> you get into race realism. <laughs> no, look. I think <clears throat> that, uh, and uh, this is the theory of someone who holds no medical degree mm. uh, or or is really all that educated at all. Okay. Um, I think that everyone people got different kinds of brains. And some parts of your brains are bigger than the other parts of your brains. Oh, man. And if, like, one part of your brain is developed in a certain way, it may be, uh, it may be that you can put up with high amounts of stress. And are there, any, are there any type of racial demography that telegraphs these? No, because, well... I mean, I don't know, but I would, I would probably say no. I would probably say that across the board, you can find people with, uh, like, <clears throat> say, say a depressive person. Mm. I would imagine that there would be an equal amount of depressive person across uh, racial lines, right? Mm. Maybe, and if, and if that there, there are differences, I would say that it's purely cultural. Like, maybe it's, it has to do something with, like, I imagine that, the traditional lifestyle of say like someone who grows up in India, mm. right? Perhaps there's certain um, rearing or there's certain, whatever it might be, you know, whatever, whatever that sort of uh, lifestyle is um, culturally might, um, might create a certain type of person that might be less depressive than another person that comes from a different culture. Maybe, I don't know. This is a fucking, this is a theory from me. Um, because, you know, race is, it's like literally just, it's pigmentation. That's all the fuck it is. Mm, so Allegedly, I, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I don't think that there's any, there would, that, that, that there would be any race lines that weren't out of nurture rather than nature. But what I'm saying is, is that I think that, because we all want to believe that we're like individuals and we all, we're all these unique spirits and souls and whatever, you know, to some degree, sure. But also I think we underestimate like, like we we love bringing up the guy who became a pedo because he grew a fucking brain tumor. So that's like I think that so much of it is literally just 
the way in which your brain is formed. Like it's the meat inside your skull We're that, saying that's the same your, your you just got a disposition. Of, right, but like and and yeah, I, I you know, m- perhaps there's a way in which medication can help you mitigate whatever that disposition is if it's making if if your existence is hell, but also evidently from this news story, from this uh, from from the fact that they can't repeat these studies uh, you know, based on what they what we thought about SSRIs and serotonin and its effect on your brain and your mood and your depression or whatever. I'm not saying that maybe there's nothing that can be done, but also maybe that SSRIs are not it. Mm, but not I, it. I, I, Justice for Tom Cruise. Well, but the, the thing is, is like I wonder how much and like if assuming that the science is true. I mean, the placebo effect is a big fucking thing. You big know what I mean? Thing. I, I, so I said this. Is it not? perfectly conceivable that if a doctor tells you I'm putting you on SSRIs here's what's going to happen you are uh, your penis is not going to work as well Uh, on occasion you're going to have kind of a hazy feeling or headaches uh, but you are going your your mood is going to change over time and you're going to feel better now if the first two happen right if the if the side effects happen are you more inclined to then buy into the placebo effect and believe that the third is happening. I one would presume, yeah. So the side effects we can confirm probably really happen, right? People do they got they struggle with the dick thing. Seems like it, yeah. So then you say, well, doctor is right on two or three. Maybe it seems like I'm yeah, I guess I'm doing better. Right? So placebo if you say, yeah, it's a placebo effect, people feel insulted by this. They feel like, I'm not a dummy. I wouldn't know. It really works. But that's fucked up because you're, lo- or you're looking at it wrong. Because a placebo doesn't mean you're a moron. A placebo can work on anybody. Right. Well, but it's, but it, and it's also like what I've seen in my personal anecdotal experience, people who've gone on SSRIs is that, yeah, at first, it's a little rough and weird, like the first couple of days. Then they start feeling much better, mm. and then there is a steep drop off. Oh yeah, this is what I've noticed with people that 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 I that have been in my life that have gone on those. Now, take that for what it is. I also, as I understand it, there is people that would not be able to get out of bed without them. So if you fall into that camp, do not take this as me saying get that off them now. <laughs> I'm not Kanye in this shit. No, just run, run. Running does, I will be honest with you, there was, I was, I was quote unquote going through it maybe around like early May. And that's when I was like, I should start running again. I can't eat, I cannot express how much of a positive in, impact it has on my mental health. Let me talk about that real quick, if yeah. I may. There's always some asshole online mm-hmm. who is saying, doing the caps, the, the camel caps lock. Uh, so, sort of Spongebob meme mm. just go for a run mm. in regards to depression making fun of the idea that physical activity is some diet or physical activity could be some solve for your mental health disorders and they'll go they'll go Susan I have a I have a brain disorder running's mm-hmm. not gonna help right and they're always making fun of this idea what a fucking you're putting your faith in this bullshit ass fucking medication that they just fucking proved wrong and you can't put any faith in this thing that has worked for millions of people, which is a diet and exercise. Well, look, it's I'm, all faith. Yeah, sure. And, but I would say also like, 
there should be no expectation that there will be some magical pill or, or even running or exercising or hiking or anything. Like, that doesn't solve all my problems. And I'm not saying I don't feel sad or fucking weird sometimes. I certainly do. But it helps a lot. I'd be feeling much worse without it. You know what I mean? Like, there's just being sad and being anxious are, are as far as I can tell, pretty normal human emotions. Let me, let me, let me. And I don't think that there's any cure all for it. I think it's going to just happen to let you. Let me posit something. I've been vegan for like 25 years, right? Since that time, I've never been unhappy. Never been sad once. You're so full of shit. Never, never been unhappy. You're full of shit. Never had a bad day. <laughs> so, Brian Murray just walked in. Brian, Patrick Kinlan is, is attesting that he has never in his life since he's been vegan been unhappy. Not once in his life. So what do we think it is? Do we think that <laughs> maybe veganism has something to do with my good, good demeanor? Not at all. <laughs> you never seen me unhappy. You never seen me unhappy. <laughs> You never seen me unhappy. I've seen you miserable, but you don't. You have this weird thing where you don't acknowledge it, and that's why I'm winning. And that's why I'm winning. You, you gotta. You, when you're feeling unhappy, you know what you do? What? You fucking pump a little iron. <laughs> you, you fucking eat a nice little Indian meal. I love right? Indian food. Yo, Indians will put you. Have you ever seen an unhappy Indian? <laughs> uh, I've seen very agitated Indians. I've seen angry. Yeah, if you drive into their car, they get out and they yell at you. Well, even but like, so where I grew up uh, near Hillside, Queens, become a very Indian neighborhood, and uh, the shopkeepers are often very agitated. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what necessarily. I mean, it's probably just the realities of owning a shop in, that, that, in New York. That, that, but I'm just saying they didn't seem happy. They weren't depressed. They were angry. Well, people are uh, getting, critiquing their bacon, egg, and cheeses all day. Well, you gotta step it up. Say, saying, uh, <laughs> "Give me two backwoods and a bacon, egg, and cheese, a yeah, yeah. Pina, pina colada, blunt wrap." You know, like <laughs> gotta deal with that bullshit. Yeah, yeah let, me, let me get a grape Dutch. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that's, that is typically what goes on over there. Being like, come on, man, you can't let me live. And it's like, yo, you're $2 short on this $3 item. No, I can't let you live. So I, do the Indian voice. Go ahead. Say, sorry, sir. <laughs> if, if I'm just thinking about it. If I ate Indian food every day, I would probably be extremely happy. And apparently up until a couple of days ago with that new Alzheimer's research, they, I keep repeating this for people that don't know. The only place where there is not, there's Alzheimer's everywhere across the entire planet. Yep. Except for the Indian subcontinent where there is less instance of it. And that ha they can find no evidence that it has to do with climate. No evidence that it has to do with anything like geological, anything to do with, they think that the only suspicion is it has to do with diet. I, t I take a turmeric every day. There you go. Yeah. Less Alzheimer's for you. I hope so. I mean, that's what I'm banking on. But maybe... Maybe it is racial. Maybe Indians, South Asians are the master race. Maybe they have superior brains. I mean, I'll put them above. You want to do, ra you want to do race ranking? <laughs> that might get us in trouble. What if we only said positive shit, though? Does that mean negative because we're not? <laughs> God, what if we listed every race except for one? What if we were like, okay, so, the, you know, number, these guys rule. Because we were talking last night about 
everybody, I'm going to break it to you. I, to a lot of our, we got a lot of listeners in Southern California. I'm, I'm just going to, this is, pro, might apply to you. There were protests in your show the other night. White people love Mexicans. Mm. I love Mexican people. Mm. I think that they might be my favorite race. <laughs> is that cool? <laughs> is mean, it? I'm saying something positive. Yeah. Right? It's like when Michael Ray Richardson said, I got the best lawyers, they're Jews. Yeah. He, that was flattery. Yeah. What if I say... I've only had loving, fulfilling, positive experiences with Mexican Americans. I mean, if that's your, you're just speaking that's your my truth. truth. Yeah, your exactly, truth. exactly. You're just speaking your reality. But Puerto Ricans. Oh, holy shit! <laughs> holy shit! Well, I mean, so you're saying specifically from the people that originate from the country of Mexico? You know what? I'm, I'm not. Not measuring skulls. I, 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 uh, I, I, you know, truthfully, some of these people are probably from El Salvador that I like a lot. But I'm, oh. just, but I'm just saying, Central and South Americans, I, I get on with. You know why? Here's a, here's a broad stereotype about Mexicans that I think everybody's going to agree with. Okay. They laugh at shit that's not funny. And that's a good quality. Because if you laugh... Like Mario Lopez. It, yeah, if you just laugh, you're put... I got a friend. He's half Puerto Rican and half uh, Italian, actually. So I don't know what the fuck that. Maybe I do like Puerto Ricans. He he laughs at everything. Mm. It's the most disarming and charming thing that you can do is to laugh, to open heartedly laugh at things that are like because look at me, I come off like a fucking dickhead because I'm. You have to be ultra charming to get a, like a mild smile out of me, yeah. right? Yeah, it makes me really unpleasant. Yeah. But if I laughed at everything, smiled at everything, looked you dead in the eyes as you told unfunny shit, and I was like, I was like, it's pretty good, pretty good. You would like me more, right? I mean, people in general would probably like you more, yeah. 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 Mexicans do that. Yeah. When I'm saying something not funny, they're, they're smiling. They're, they're laughing. What, okay. if we, what if we did comedy, but our audience was like Mario Lopez, or pardon me, uh... What's the fucking guy's name? Fluffy? Not Fluffy's audience. <laughs> is Fluffy Mexican or is he some other fucking Spanish-speaking people? I thought he was, He's Mexican, yeah. Okay, he's so Mexican. what if we had Fluffy's audience? That'd be, that'd be cool. Like, people just- He has a gigantic audience. Uh, but I'm saying- He is people, huge. People who want to laugh. Yeah. Let me put it like this. Yeah. Mexicans want to laugh. Mm-hmm. That's a good quality. Yeah. Why are you so- uh, You're like, <laughs> you're shifting your eyes around like you don't like Mexicans. I love Mexicans. Say it. I love Mexicans. I'm like the Trump with the burrito bowl. Yeah, but you were looking at me like I don't know. Really because like, you're because when really we like talk Mexican. racial, you like I'm like I'm wondering like when's he gonna like when's it gonna be weird? You know? I was gonna make it weird by being like, all right, so I love Mexicans. <laughs> I love Asians of all varieties. <laughs> when you were like, I guess I like Puerto Ricans. I, I, they they're the only people that have jumped me. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, for, I've told this story before. You know what I thought was a real scumbag move? We talked about this on the podcast. Uh, uh, in that whole like moment where you, we're just jamming people up for race shit nonstop, mm. the guy that was, Liam Neeson, says, yeah, I had a racist moment where- uh, Oh, I remember this. Where yeah. a female friend was jumped by, what was she, like Africans or something? I don't know. And, and he's like, 
And he's like, uh, you know, I, so I, I grabbed a club and I went out and I was just like, I'm going to beat these Africans' asses. <laughs> and people were like, what a monster. Firstly, fuck you. Fuck you. He was probably banging the broad and when the fucking woman you're sleeping with gets her fucking head cracked, you, you run outside, you're big mad. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. Or you don't. You don't care. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's dark. But you just go out, you go outside and you're big mad. And yeah, maybe you got a racist thought or two because you're a normal human being and that just fucking, that's the way that goes. Mm. And I thought it was so dishonest that like people were like, yeah, look at this scumbag racist. He said he had a moment where his friend's head got cracked and he was like, yeah, I'm mad. All it took was two Puerto Ricans beating me up and I was like, yo, I think I hate Puerto Ricans. I hated Puerto Ricans for like a week and a half. I was like, I'm racist. I was, I was like, I'm, I'm accepting who I am. I'm fucking big racist because... That, that's what happened. It was like 2001, two Mexicans, or pardon me, two Puerto Ricans punched me in my head a bunch. And I'm like, yo, I don't know. I don't think I like them. You know what I mean? And then I'm walking down the street and a, a, just a Puerto Rican dude, old Puerto Rican dude, which it was insult to injury. This dude was probably 60, picked a fucking fight with me. Like, imagine picking a fight with somebody like you're looking for it. You know mm. what I mean? Like, hey man, what's your fucking problem? And you're mm. like, what? 60-year-old Puerto Rican guy on the street wearing a white suit. Insult to injury. <laughs> Fucking just picked a fight with me. And that all happened in the same, like, week-long period. And I was like, yo, I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, you, you get it as a thinking person. You put it in perspective. And you go, you know what? Those two kids that punched me in the head a bunch and that 60-year-old man with a personality disorder probably don't represent the whole of Puerto Ricans, the, the Puerto Rican di di diaspora, right? They, they probably d d don't represent that. But they might. You know what I mean? But, but, but they don't. But they don't. They don't. But I had a week, right? I had a week. Yeah. Where I was like, nah, nah I don't like them. The week of May 13th to, to, to May uh, uh, 26th, 2001. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. And then... And Whatever. Then, Whatever. And then I, so I, I joined the black side for a little while. Yeah. Because I lived in a black and Puerto Rican neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I was made to choose in the race war. Right. And I was team Puerto Rico for a while because it just made sense. We were, we were only like two, two, three shades apart. Right. And then for a little while, I rode with the black gang. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I came around. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not, I like Puerto Ricans now. Got a number of Puerto Rican friends. See, it's funny because someone, someone like you that, like, maybe I shouldn't say worries, but someone who's as concerned with, like, things around cancellation, just, like, that whole tirade. I do not believe. You're comfortable with that going out into the world? 100%. <laughs> I, I, because it, who the fuck is going to be like, yeah, I never had a racist thought in my life? Oh, lots of people. Those people are lying hypocrites. Of course they are. But like, there's this weird thing where we like, we just, we just roll with it. What, remember there was that tweet from that fucking white woman that was like, I've never even said it in my head. <laughs> She's like, when I read it, I just don't even think it. False. Impossible, actually. Actually impossible. Your brain has to put together the idea. No shit. <laughs> talking about the remember what she said she's like i've never even thought it i was like you're thinking it right now it is screaming in your mind I, you know what <laughs> but there is a type of brain brokenness that like i know a couple that lives in a uh black neighborhood they are 
they're not black. I'm not gonna. The, so the, the the mixed race couple, but they're not they're not black, and they hate white people, mm-hmm. right? And it's perplexing because all of the bad experiences that they have in their neighborhood literally physically cannot be the result of whites mm-hmm. because there are no whites for 20 blocks in any direction, right? So, and they have bad experiences in that neighborhood. So my question is, where do you, like, I had a bad experience with Puerto Ricans, didn't like Puerto Ricans for a week. Which, by the way, I do not think that's a very controversial fucking thing to say. You think that's controversial? I wouldn't say it. The Puerto Ricans on uh, listening to this podcast are going to be like, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I had that experience with an Arab. I had that experience. You know what I'm saying? We got a big Puerto Rican audience. No shit. We got a huge Jewish audience. And I'll tell you, when I lived in Ridgewood and they fucking used to skip me in line for the bagels because I'm an obvious fucking goyim. Yeah. I was big mad. Mm. You know what I mean? Big mad. Yeah. Had a couple thoughts. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> a couple thoughts popped in my head. Couple things you, you're not supposed to say. Uh, you know, what? this is not controversial. Everybody's had this fucking view. Are you trying to kill your whole career? I do not think race. I don't think race is the one. No, no, I don't think it. What's the one? They're gonna try to get me on some other bullshit. They're gonna try to get me on like, you know, I don't like calling women bitches or something. Like <laughs> something where it's like, I don't think it's an obvious natural fact that I'm whiter than fucking copy paper. Sure. Right? Yeah. And that. Yes, I, I'm also like that pointy nose, pedantic, little like weasel ass oh, cell yeah. looking guy. That oh, like, yeah. So there's a lot to dislike in me. Someone asked me what, the, what our audience demographics are, and I, said, I just said it's like big incel energy. Yeah, but it's a, that's a cross. We got black incels. We got some oh, trans yeah, yeah. incels. It's just, it's just- We the, have trans incels. Oh, I know. That's a real thing. <laughs> I, I, I meet them on tour. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, but what I'm saying is they're not going to get- if somebody tries to jam me up on race, I'm going to dive into their life in such a way that I will be living in their garbage pail. <laughs> I, will be, I will be Oscar the Grouch to their life, and I'm going to be going through their shit, and I'm going to be like, interesting mm. that you should try to take away my life and career, get me to kill myself, when I found this very inconvenient use of the N-word on your fucking... <laughs> You're fucking, uh, you didn't know that we were saving those Xbox Live chats, huh? Mm, what is imagine. this? What is this? Imagine if the Xbox Live chats were saved. Imagine if my Switch chats from last week were saved. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Called a nine-year-old a little bitch. Oh. <laughs> so, hey. the, so this is all to say. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not worried about that part because I think we're at a more, I think we're in a more honest place with race than we were a couple years ago. I mean, that's... You could yeah. say, if you want to, you could say you hate Puerto Ricans. Go ahead. <laughs> but I don't. That would be dishonest. You like Spanish-speaking people. Of course. I got no don't beef. say of course. It's weird. Why is that weird? Yeah, because you might... Ha- it's, it's not axiomatic that you get along with everybody. Oh, I get along with everybody. You like the Arab-speaking people. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm trying to, if I'm being honest. Who have you, who's jumped you? Well, black people. You got a little problem? Did you have a problem for the week you got jumped? When you, when you saw Tyrell riding your bike, did you have a problem? <laughs> Why can't people just be honest that when you, when you're in the moment, you feel things? I was a little scared. 
And that scared turned into, we know this from Star Wars. What did it turn into? <laughs> no, it didn't. It, Fear leads to hate. No, yeah. no, no. I did not, you were more enticed by the dark side than I was. So for, and that's not a racial term. So you, you go outside mm-hmm. and Jermaine is doing a bunny hop with your, <laughs> with your fucking huffy. And you felt nothing. <laughs> you felt nothing. <laughs> actually, no, he uh, actually. So what happened was I was probably 18 and I was with my friend. We called him little Eric because mm. he was a, uh, he was a, uh, he was probably a little a bit younger. No, he wasn't. A, <laughs> no, he wasn't a dwarf Asian kid. A uh, little bit, just much smaller than me, mm. much smaller than most people. Uh, maybe late development, whatever. Okay. Didn't his growth spurt till, you know, freshman year. Yeah. Um, they stole his bike and his weed. Yeah, that's why. That's why his growth was stunted. You smoke marijuana, probably. Yeah, it was a rough night. But uh, yeah, they 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 took his bike and his weed. They actually didn't take anything from me because I didn't have anything. And so it was kind of hardly a jump, really. Okay, but and and actually, I think one of one of our friends got it back. And the bike. By by, how did he get it back? I think they used force. Starting, <laughs> starting the chapter. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think they. I think they might have fought the kid mm. to get the bike back. I don't know if that counts as a real jump, though. It's not like they were like no, you just, just got, a bunch you, of kids. You got compelled to give up your shit. Yeah, not a nice feeling. No, not a nice feeling. Got, got ganged did up it, on. Did it excite any racial animus inside you? No, liar! It didn't. I swear it's to the God, it conversation didn't. I've ever had. Well, also this is like I was eight. I was. You 18. really are looking for a job. <laughs> that's, what's that's what's going on. You really need this job, huh? I have a job. I don't even we could use this episode. What are you talking? I stand by everything I said that when you get beat up, you have a feeling. There's not a single person on earth who don't feel that way. If we're being honest, you're correct, but the internet is a dishonest place. Now you're putting this, you're putting this, this record out there. I get along with literally everybody. I like- Oh, now look at you. Listen. Now who's the simp? No, no, no. Mm. No, no, no. Me copping to having a fucking racist feeling in 2001 for a week, if that gets me canceled over all, yo, just, if that gets me canceled, just leak our chat. You know what I mean? Just be like, all right, well, you know what I mean? Like, really, we're, the, the fire, we got bigger fires to put out over here. You know what I mean? So, my point is, that should bother nobody. Firstly, because they're lying hypocrites if they don't admit that they've experienced it themselves. Secondly, because it was 20 years ago. And thirdly, because it's like, what are we talking about? I wasn't going to deny anybody a bank loan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't going to be like, oh, you can't finance your home because I'm angry. I had zero institutional power. I was just an angry dude with a knot on my head. Look at you. I just don't know if this is, the, this is what you want to present to the world. What are we doing? On a podcast. What is he doing to me? <laughs> If you would be honest, we'd both be in the soup together. I don't want to be in the soup. <laughs> Come on. I don't want to be in the soup. It is. Re- I don't know why you want to be in the soup. Why are you think- sabotaging yourself? I really don't think it's soupy. This is not soupy. It's soupy, dude. It's soupy to say in 20 years ago, two Puerto Ricans beat me up and I didn't like Puerto Ricans for a week. <laughs> it's... You know what? This guy's. I, I don't. I don't like Puerto Ricans. Twenty years ago, on your behalf. Thank you. Yeah. He's on my for side. For one week. For one week. Listen, it might not even. Be, it might have been a work week, to be honest. But here's here's the point: is I do not think that that's a highly controversial opinion. 
or life experience? It in re, in the in a reasonable world, no. But when you're putting th- when you're putting out something like a podcast on the internet, this is a record of the week in 2001 where two Puerto Ricans beat me up, and I didn't feel good about Puerto Ricans. I'll stand by the fact that 20 years ago, I had a rough week with the Puerto Ricans. I don't think there's a remotely controversial my, thing here. But my point is, you, what you're saying is basically the same thing that Liam Neeson said. Yes. And did he get jammed up? Yes. That's what I'm saying. And Why I, are you jamming yourself up? Listen, he was speaking his truth. Real <laughs> ones know. Listen, some black people came out on his side and were like, were like yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. The dude was angry 20 years ago and he's on the other side of it feels good about people I, I don't understand it was only people that wanted to be mad here's what we got to recognize there's always going to be somebody that wants to be mad and takes you in the worst spirit and misrepresents you and you're saying that that's a reason not to not to speak your truth I'm saying why even why try and, and get that person's goat why why entice that can, person why wave the red flag listen, for the bull listen 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 because why put yourself out there? Let like me that? let me give you a little ghost dog the way the samurai wisdom, okay? Okay. When it's raining out, yeah. do not run under the eaves of houses in an effort to stay dry, except that you are already wet. Mm. This is to say that you're never gonna dodge that person fully. There's always gonna be some fucking little dick moron who is trying like I see it all the time. I know there's a canceled dude who bothers no one. I'm not kidding. He did a thing that you could have just apologized for. He didn't do anything so severe that he couldn't just be like, hey, everybody, that was fucked up. I'm sorry about that. I'll never do that again. Uh, obviously stupid. He could have just said that. Instead, he did some, like, I'm growing, I'm learning bullshit, and everybody was like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, yeah. Kill yourself. Ha, ha, ha. I yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. But, but my point is, he don't bother nobody. He, he's just a, a soft-spoken, kind of like a little simp that like, like is just living his own little life, right? somebody with a furry avatar oh. always jumps out yeah. to be like, remember, remember? Yeah. That person just exists. And if somebody wants to jump out and say, remember in 2001 where for five days, maybe six, you, th- you thought you did not like the Puerto Rican people on a whole? I would respond with, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. I just, I don't understand why, like, why our conversation even had to go there. I don't understand why you're living a double life. <laughs> I don't, I'm not living a double life. I just don't think that it's necessary to, 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 to wave that flag on the internet. What? You're, you're the only one making it a flag. No, you're, wa- you know, you are fully making it a flag. No, this is real weird. He's making it weird. Yeah, he's making it weird. Eric's I'm making not it making it weird. weird. You're like quadrupling down on it and making it yes. weird. I'm just trying not to get killed. Why are you trying to kill yourself? No, 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 this there, is like, okay. My, fr- my friend Dave. Oh, oh, hold on. Put, put the microphone towards him. Nobody's going to be able to hear him. My friend Dave Markey made a movie in the 80s about the early days of the L.A. punk scene. Uh, in, the, in the movie, uh, there's a scene where a punk says, you know, oh, this liquor store, they wouldn't sell us food or, or beer or whatever. He says... Punk rockers are the N-word of the world. Yeah. <clears throat> this movie was shown at Brain Dead Studios. Person presenting it made it a really big point to, 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 to like 
shine a light on that moment yeah. before the movie was shown. We, yeah, it, like, and the thing is, if he wouldn't have said it, everybody would have been like, yeah. Of this, course. That was the time, that's a phrase, we understand the reference. Like, If Eric hadn't tripled down, everybody would be going, yeah, I had a problem with Porter. Well, you, you could have moved on from this by 100%. now and gone to another topic. But yeah, but it's like a he, thing where- He's sneak canceling me. He, yeah, he, no, wants, he wants his own show. 100%. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts? Thank you. He's That's trying. He's is. highlighting this. He's trying to cut you out. Yep. He's trying. He's trying to. He's trying to sever you. This from is this a pot. This, false. This, this, this he's trying. I know. To crush. You. I know. This is a Diesel and Marrow moment, right? This is absolutely That's false. What's going on? He wants his own show. He's he's trying. You're Ellening me. No, I'm not. You're, you're trying to make me Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless. I don't even know how to react. You, listen. You just if you are worried about. This specifically, you are, you're, you, the Disney has, <laughs> has, has, you, you got Disney running through your veins. I got Disney in my veins? Yeah. 100%. I'm just trying not to get canceled. I, I understand the impulse, but that's why, like, it's a lot of things you don't do to not get canceled. This is not one of them. <laughs> it just seems like such a weird anecdote to that, like, has become the focus of conversation. You could have kept it moving. Yeah, I feel like you But I'm just no own. no because I'm trying to explore like I'm trying to explore your your brain. Mm. In 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 the sense that there is an like half the time when we do this fucking podcast, we're talking about fucking cancel bullshit. So sure, who's yeah. getting killed this week? Yeah. So it seems to be a thing that like occupies a certain place in your mind. Absolutely, it seems to yeah. be an anxiety. No, for sure. And that's why that I'm interested in why this weird little, like, we've talked about it to death now. Yeah. And you could have kept it moving also. You actually never even had to say it. Like, hey, there was one week where had I got jumped by Puerto it. Ricans. Why? Had to say it. Why? It was relevant. <laughs> relevant to what? I don't even remember what we're talking about. We were doing race rankings. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay, I remember now. <laughs> and I said Puerto Ricans got to come in fourth because they beat me up. And you you went off. <laughs> I mean, fourth is pretty good. It's not bad. <laughs> oh, I mean, listen. L hold on. Woe to the ones that come in lower than fourth. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those fucking Hawaiians. Yeah. Actually, I only know one Hawaiian personally, and I get on with them very well. No, Hawaiians are fine. So, yeah. <clears throat> I, here's, but here's some people I never had any experience with in my life. Mm. Uh, I don't know any, how do you say them? Maoris? Yeah. Maori. I don't know any Maoris. I don't think. That's the aboriginal. Well, that's the, the native. The native people in New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. I don't think I know a single one. 
uh, I know I casually know some American Indians, some natives, right? Native peoples, I think they call them now. Uh, I'm very casually though. I don't know very many well. We have some listeners, but I don't know. I don't know them well. Um, there's some South Americans I never met in my life, right? I don't think I ever met anybody from Honduras in my life. I'm still not entirely sure what Chicano is. Chicano is see now I'm gonna I'm gonna take the reins as the woke one. <laughs> Chicano, I was the woke one. Chicano is a Mexican American. Uh, it used to essentially mean second generation. That's essentially what it meant. Not specifically, but that's what it amounted to. But it is a Mexican American identity specific to Mexican Americans. So if you are fr- if you are in Mexico, you cannot be Chicano. If you are uh, even newly arrived from Mexico, you can't be Chicano. I don't believe. Uh, but it has it has been largely replaced. It is no longer. Now you would just say, I believe you would just say Latino, right? That's, I haven't heard. I hadn't heard the term Chicano it's until very, the last like five years. That's because. Well, did you see it online or did you see it? Because in in California is the only place you're likely to see it. I think I've heard people describe themselves as such. Yeah. So if you met, yeah. but if you met some like, if you there are people probably in this neighborhood who would describe themselves as Chicano. Sure. Yeah. But it is a. It, it's very much a. Southern California thing at this point. And you'd probably be older. If you're younger, you probably don't go with Chicano. Yeah. Okay. I still only kind of get, it just feels, it feels very granular, you know? But I mean, that's what race shit is. I guess at the end of the, I mean, I guess you could get granular with any, any. Imagine saying I'm Sicilian. People go, I don't care. (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? I'm Sicilian American. Right. Oh, 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 you, you, you mean just some fucking, Greasy Italian? Like, yeah, I get yeah. it. Why would you say, why would you be so specific? Is it its own place? That's what I mean. But it's like, the, the Chicano thing, it feels like, it's not even just like, I'm Sicilian. It's like, you, like you were saying, you have to be from a specific generation. Sort of. That's not what it's supposed to mean, but that's what it amounts to because it, there's like a cutoff on it where people don't use it no more. <laughs> but, but could people from another generation, they could use it, but they, yeah, but is yeah, it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like more so used by young people. Not so, not used by young people. It's not used by young no, people. No, no, unless it's having a brown power like comeback. I feel so, like so. There's I feel ideas like, like yeah. so brown power, Chicano pride, shit like this had a moment, and now it has largely diffused to the more like okay, we're having this intersectional conversation about like Latinx and shit like this. But like Chicano, if you are a at this point, you might be a 65 year old man if you're using the word Chicano. I feel like younger people are using it more. Oh, well. Then, I feel like I've seen younger people using it. Okay, then they're, recla- they're reclaiming some shit because it's like it was dead for probably, a, you know, a generation. But that's we- because I, like, I had only heard of it in the last five years. And I think I had, to, I had to research this for a thing that I had to write. And I had, so I, I'm a little knowledgeable on Chicano shit for a guy that is not Chicano. Well, it's just the thing, like, the fact I, I, I also worked for men who identified as Chicano. And it's my, you know, it's probably chalk a large part of it up to my exposure to things, but it's like, it's weird that I've only heard of it in the last five years. And yet it seems to be a thing that older people more identify. I just never heard. I never, I don't even think I've heard an older Mexican gentleman use the word Chicano. Mm. Weird. Maybe that's just my experience with the thing, Mm. but I still find it. You got to go play dominoes and shit. True. Yeah. Well, that's usually the, like, that's like Dominicans. You know, in in Jamaica, that that's Queens. Yeah, that that's in New York. Here, I believe Mexicans play 
Do they? Yeah. I haven't seen the. I haven't seen. They, they set up little little card tables little on card, the sidewalk little, little, in New York. Little card tables on the front yard here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. All I was getting at is that it's in a world where people want to take people in the worst spirit. But do you? Where they want to? They want back to it. Because I can't get off it. Because I don't feel like I'm crazy. I don't feel like I'm being unreasonable. I bet our listeners hit us and go, oh, yeah, I hate Puerto Rico. I'm too. not saying it's not honest. I'm not saying that they're, that, that what I'm saying is why even, why even bring it up? I guess because I so don't think it's bad to, have set, to say 20 years ago I had a bad experience and I did not like people of a type for a week. But you, but you acknowledge that Liam Neeson got killed for it. I'm not saying you're Liam Neeson or that you're up to snuff. And I understand that our audience generally is going to take us in. A, in I'm just saying, like, you don't, you, you don't understand what I'm trying to say? So a couple different things were happening. We were in a profoundly dishonest racial moment when, when Liam Neeson got killed. Mm-hmm. Profoundly. Mm-hmm. Where it was like the Me Too of that time where nothing, nothing about the nuance mattered. Right, we're past that now. Could that happen again, where somebody digs up my shit? Mm-hmm. Of course, and I will say in no uncertain terms, "Hey, my brother, you're in the middle of a hysteria." I understand. <laughs> I understand. You, you've lost all the faculties. I, I understand that you need some effigy to burn, and I'm happy to be that. Uh, here's the job with whom I've established a good rapport for the last few years. I still work there. If you'd like to write them and tell them that they have an ardent racist, please do so. I'm confident that they will take their experience with me for the last X amount of years and their knowledge of me as a person more seriously than your lunacy, and I'm willing to take that gamble. And then if I get fired, I get fired. I get a new job. Or you get your credit cards canceled. Or, or I can't take... Nobody will process payments for me in the you United States. You fall down the Alex Jones hole. <laughs> yeah, I have to, yes, exactly. I have to resort to a, like a Russian Bitcoin uh, <laughs> yeah. brokerage to, to fucking get paid. Or when you were working that for, for that company that was like based in Belarus and you couldn't get a W-2. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. Still have no idea what the tax status of that is. <laughs> <laughs> Can't figure it out. I think we got a bunch of tax letters to the apartment that I was supposed to give you like months ago. Uh, I imagine, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mean around tax filing time? Maybe I'm more paranoid about the cancelization than you are. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> this is because you're unemployed. You got a lot of anxieties right no, now. No, it's not even that. Because even if I was... No, well... If I was employed... Like, yeah. it, I, I think I was more worried about it when I was employed. Yeah, but you... I just don't want to get yelled at. Don't fucking yell at me. Yeah, but... Maybe it's because I'm not looking at social media. Yeah. You Maybe know? that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like it's still an anxiety for you. I mean, I don't want to deal with any of that bullshit. Right. I, f- I find it like... It's so fucking taxing. It's taxing for a lot of reasons. It's ta- uh, the, the reason that I've found all my fucking effort, people's efforts to cancel me over time like taxing is because there's one of two things happening. Either a person is so willing to believe terrible things about you that it's disturbing, or... They're so willing to kind of just go along with it that it's disturbing. That's disturbing. Both of those things are upsetting. Yeah. And that's true. And that can put you in a mood. Like when you see the worst parts of humanity where you go, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So either you are inclined to believe that I'm horrible with no knowledge of me, 
you're inclined to believe the worst thing that you ever heard about me. The only thing you ever heard about me is bad, and you're inclined to believe it wholesale with no, you know, uh, no incredulity at all, right? Uh, or you just think it's fun to hurt a stranger. Both of those are disturbing, but I, but I think, I think that you, at some point, you have to reconcile that there's a lot of disturbed individuals, a lot of hurt individuals out here, and you just can't live your life in appeasement of them, right? Now, it doesn't mean you got to create the worst problems in the world for yourself. I understand your point, but like, I do not think that me saying, uh, you know, I was going to give them very stereotype Puerto Rican names. <laughs> I was going to make it worse for you. No, go but, ahead. I mean, listen, this is all on you. It's not but, on me. Uh, listen, two kids followed me into my apartment and punched me a bunch in the head. Uh, I saved the day because I'm a Chad. <laughs> but uh, it was bad behavior on their part. And uh, it was a hostile... Like, look... Also, okay, Eric, let me, let me, let me, uh, intersectional for you, right? Uh, I was a, uh, first wave gentrifier in a neighborhood that did not want me and was very hostile towards me. Mm. For anybody that is mad that I was a first wave gentrifier, this is- They, they need to look at yourself. Yeah, yeah, well, you gotta, you gotta look at yourself, and you also gotta accept the reality that people go where they can afford. Uh, I was probably making uh, $18,000 a year. These were your Oogle days. Yes, exactly. I was probably making $18,000 a year as a professional train hopper. <laughs> yeah, a- and your, name, your name was Turbo. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the place that I could afford to live was a low-income neighborhood that happened to be black and Puerto Rican. Uh, it was... I've said... I'm sure I've told this story before. Our building was called the White House because it was the only whites in any direction. Mm. It was a hostile environment. Uh, I hope, <clears throat> I hope our listeners, it's me having an emotional moment. I hope our listeners will forgive me if for a week in 2001, <laughs> they won't, uh, they won't. I didn't get on with Puerto Ricans as well as I could have. No, they're going to kill you. You're going to be on the cross. I didn't, what what institutional power did I have to like harm a Puerto Rican at that time? You were you were the first wave, as you said. I did, I did lead a group of now. There's furries living there. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> There's kids walking around with tails. Exactly. Tell me I'm wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I mean, I d- I did lead a group of young men with shaved heads and acts of violence. Oh yeah. But again, I was mad. <laughs> yeah, well, just understandably, you know. What you know? I mean? There was you a, had a moment. I had my pressures. Yeah. I just don't think there's anything controversial with saying I had an ugly thought 20 years ago. <laughs> mm. is, no. Again, As I'll a- ask her the grouch this. I'll just become somebody's nightmare. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want, okay. You want, the last person that tried to cancel me on some like race shit, I found out that their fucking boyfriend was calling people faggots and retards all day mm. on fucking like their three months ago on their fucking social media calling people faggots and retards. And like this person was trying to jam me up, and I just pointed out, hey, I got the message to them. Uh, if you want to continue to conduct yourself like this, I'm going to take your boyfriend's tweets and I'm going to make them the backdrop for my next tour. There's going to be a, a nice banner behind the band mm-hmm. that's going to have your boyfriend's tweets on it. Yeah, and that's how, <laughs> this, this is how we're going to do this. Yeah, and then that person immediately, their boyfriend came to them sniveling and was like, oh, <laughs> and. And it ended. And yeah. hopefully, as disrespectful as I just was to, the, to those two fucking morons, 
hopefully they are in a different place in their life where they're not trying to harm anybody. And they were, that was, they were just going through a fucking stage, right? They were going through a phase of trying to hurt people. Yeah. Now I assume that they've had some life experience. That's been years. I assume they've had some life experience and they don't see things that way. They might still not like me, but they, but I hope that they are not inclined to harm a stranger on some bullshit. Sure. Right. Because the, you, everyone on earth has something in their closet. That's, that's the point. I understand. I understand. And we don't have to talk about it anymore after this. You sure? Maybe. All I'm saying is, and I've said it a thousand times already, but it's just like, I understand. Am I going to have to take photos with my Puerto Rican friends now to like, <laughs> to, to clean this up? It's what you're saying is honest and I'm with you. And obviously every person has had a racist thought in their head. Obviously something like. But, Any, uh, listen to anybody in our listenership who's like, I've never had a racist thought. Please. No, you're the same as that fucking woman on Twitter. That's like, I don't even think it. I mean, just please contact me. I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. I will find your racist thought. I guarantee it. I just feel in some ways it's like you're you're I'll give in, you inviting people to be mad at you and yell at you and jam you. I up. do not believe a single person on earth will be so dishonest as to say, I think Patrick's there's something wrong with this guy for having a thought 20 years ago. But how can you honestly do this podcast in the way that we've done it for years and all the shit we've talked about and expect people to not be dishonest? Well, that's true. Well, yeah, but th- here's my point. I'm not I'm no longer inclined to lose sleep over pure liars. Fair enough. I've lost so many hours of sleep. And look, I'm a person that sleeps very soundly. I don't worry about shit generally. But I've lost, the only hours of sleep I've ever lost have been about people, have been over people that are like overt nasty liars. And I'm no longer doing it. If you are just a scumbag, like look, you know who's an inspiration? Who? You know that like new metal band King 810? Yeah. The guy from that band was at the January 6th thing, mm-hmm. right? His apology was a non-apology where he goes, I was filming for a new music video. I don't have any politics like this. But if you think I'm racist, that's lit. I don't give a fuck. That's the, that's the answer. So when somebody's like, Patrick hates Puerto Ricans, I go, I don't really, but I'll be frank. I don't give a fuck if you think that. That's it. I'll say I don't mostly. Yeah. Largely, I don't. Just that you leave a little room. For the most part, I don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah. You leave a little, you have the door cracked open, though. No, to be honest, I got no problem with that. I I, I like Puerto Ricans. It was a week where I got, I had knots on my fucking forehead. I just didn't feel good about them. And you still rank them number four. Yes. With the knots on your forehead. Yes, they're above, they're they're above, they're above a few groups. All right, racial. We'll have to do like an official racial ranking for the Patreon. <laughs> okay, it's good content. This might it might be Listen, good. Mexicans are number one. Well, but this is this is you're basing it in terms of like how much you enjoy them. Yes, as people. Yes, yes, right, yes. right. Not because like, uh, not like their contribution to the arts and sciences. I don't. Uh, I don't. Oh. Even, I don't even know how we'd rank that. No, I would. I, th- I don't think we're qualified. That one would. Be, well, again, it kind of just falls into personal preference. I mean, like if you're if you're ranking them by like like their ability to conquer the world. I mean, like the Chinese are killing it pretty hard right now. Yeah. I think they also, did we talk about this? I, did I talk to you about this? I, we're running long, but did I, did I talk to you about the most mind blowing concept that I've experienced in the last couple of years? The Chinese people has to do with Chinese. Go on. Uh, I never thought about this before in my life. Everybody, this is a not funny portion of this podcast, nor is it where Eric's trying to undermine me and cancel me. I was never doing that. I'm just, I'm fascinated with where your mind goes. I, th- I never thought about this before in my life. Did we talk about the um, 
conquering of of the native people of the Americas? Have I brought this like the new fact that I learned? We've been doing this for like a hundred years. You probably. So when we talk about uh, sharing culture and uh, uh, kind of cultural appropriation and and, ide- and versus acculturation, these ideas, right? So American Indians didn't have a lot of cross-cultural exposure, not just to obviously people on other continents, but to each other. And the reason for that is because the Americas didn't have any animals that you could use to travel. So we think of there being a ton of horses and shit here. That wasn't until the Spanish. Yeah. So uh, the native people of the Americas, there was no means, if you had to go 200 miles, you were doing it on foot. Yeah. Uh, Or slaves. So- or slaves. Yeah. So slaves. Oh, slaves. Slaves carrying you. That's later. This later. Well, what are you talking about? You talking about like Mayans? No, I'm talking. Didn't like the Native Americans have slaves? But not until not until. Oh, you mean? Are you talking about they had black African no no chattel slaves or they had they enslaved themselves they each other they enslaved each other yeah, yeah, yeah each no, they other. enslaved each other but it yeah. was a different type of slavery they it wasn't like chattel slavery where they got like fucking getting carried around they didn't have like rickshaws no rickshaws no rickshaws all right to be honest I'll have to look into it but I don't even think. Don't even think they perfected the, like. I would think they would have had just rickshaws. No rickshaws. It's right. Asian. What are we talking about over here? Well, um, not like not literally a rickshaw, but some type of device in which a slave would carry people to their destination. Yeah, on their back. So they wouldn't have to walk. Not necessarily on their back, but maybe like a maybe somewhere between like a stagecoach and a rickshaw. Look, I'm gonna, let, drawn, I'm gonna was, let you micromanage the slavery. Just all right, let, all right. Let, let, let me get to. So, uh, so there wasn't. Like let's say, there was people that were living 200 miles away from each other that had no understanding of each other's existence, right? Sure, in yeah. the Americas. Yeah. But when Columbus arrived, he was using uh, Chinese sails, technology that was taken from Chinese uh, shipmaking sails, right? Mm. And he was using navigation perfected by Arabs, right? Yeah. And. Uh, had the knowledge of uh, that type of vessel, which was uh, European. Basically, he had technologies taken from all of the known world. Yeah. And then arrived in a place where people had no shared technology. Mm -hmm. So the fact that American Indians lasted as long as they did in that fight is really remarkable because you're talking it would in some respects it is as as vast a difference as people talk about in some respects where it would be like space aliens landing and having like laser guns and just uh, obliterating us mars attack style right but that's how extreme it must have felt because you're talking about i don't think the i don't think the native people of the americas had anything close to ironworks or anything like any no no sort of maturgily sort of shit you know what i mean like so what I'm saying is, but it was because of those crossover of cultures. It was because Columbus, it was because trade routes had made it so Columbus had access to Indian, uh, Indian subcontinent meaning, uh, Indian ideas, uh, Arab ideas, Chinese ideas, and European ideas to, to make like essentially a super technology, like a congruence of, or a confluence of like a super technology that basically no native population could withstand. Now, in this circumstance, it's also not, the smallpox. Also, right? well, yeah, they carrying around some dirtiness. Yeah, but uh, which is the other concept? The other concept is you're familiar with that gun germs and steels idea that that uh, Europeans uh, conquered the planet because they're dirty. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting one for people that don't know that. It, uh, why was there no? There, why didn't it go the other way? Like, why didn't the natives give, or did they? They the, may have. I don't know. Yeah, like, why, like we we gave them all the smallpox, but how come we, they didn't give us anything? That's a great question. I don't know. Weird. So, uh, yeah, the idea that everybody that whites, uh, you're like uh, uh, Western European whites, were more inclined to be around animals uh like to let animals into their close spaces so like they shared it like we share spaces with dogs yeah not necessarily the case in a lot of parts of africa not sure necessarily the case in or the, the middle east yeah. yeah so like oh yeah that's true they, so, they don't like that so uh we were exposed to animals at, at in a way that is like intimate and gross mm. right and uh so what do they call it zua we were fucking sheep. We we're fucking sheep. Yeah. It's basically, we're all yeah. Welsh. Yeah. We we're all fucking sheep. Yeah. And as a result, we all had smallpox. Yeah. Or it yeah. was it was the dirtiness Im- imbued to the white race by, by Yakub. By Yakub, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the original sin of whiteness. Yeah. Uh, it's the Yakubian uh, uh, dirtiness. Because you're already feeling hot, we, uh, we, we're not going to talk about monkeypox because that'll get you ultra cancer. <laughs> Well, we ran long. We could talk about monkeypox. Brian but I, could I, talk about monkeypox. He's a homosexual. And uh, uh, Brian, you got any opinion on monkeypox? How do you feel about the news media's uh, characterization that it's not a gay disease? People insisting that it's not an, an STI. I mean, there's children getting it, which is like the big argument now, right? Is it's because of all the grooming. Yeah, exactly. That's potentially dangerous. So... But, but that's also, but the thing is that children are going to get it from close contact with parents. Like, so you change a child's diaper. That that's right. that's why children are getting. No, it. I know. But you know like, I mean? but because it's been classified as what it is. So for people that don't know, look into it. We'll talk about it in a delicate, in a delicate, <laughs> professional and sensitive manner. Yeah. Befitting this podcast, right? It's a, it's a gay disease. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Okay, all right. all right, confirm then. All right, so, I mean, I mean, Brian's a gay man. He can get away with it, you know? That's not particularly he spicy. He can get away with a lot of shit. Remember, I saw him mush a woman's face. Oh, I said fans. You said fags? Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> See, he's jamming me up. I, I don't want to get us in further trouble. I have a lot of, of opinions on... Monkeypox? No, no, my ability to use that word. Oh, I see. Yeah. You want to bring it back to, to 2008? No, it's not that. Yeah. It's just how, how close to gay do you have to be before you can use that word? I mean, you, you and Brian have slept in a bed together. Often. I feel like... I, yeah. Oh, that... Oh, Brian I slept on it. top of it. That gives you full diplomatic immunity. I, right? I feel like you... I, I mean, again, it goes back to the dishonesty, right? Where it's like... We sometimes we throw that word in here on the podcast just so everyone knows we're cool, you know. But <laughs> we sprinkle it in. We sprinkle it we're in, down. right? Yeah, but but like the people out here, just is what it is, folks. Like in private conversation, people, that, people use that. It's just thrown around like nothing. Yeah, people use that. Like so, that's whatever. We, we we've had the conversation. We don't have to go back into it. I'm just. But dissect- I'm, curi- I'm curious with with so many people claiming to be queer now. Yeah. How. Oh. Yeah. How close do you got to be to how close you got to be to the and also don't get me started on that Okay, well Brian's got a hot a hot take on queer, but God, but I feel like Brian needs his own episode. And yeah, he's he's going to cancel himself, but here's <laughs> here's the point. Cancel me. What the fuck do I have going on in my life? That well, see that's the attitude you need. 
No, but that, I mean, Brian is a level of free that we'll never understand. Yeah, that's true. You know, look at him; he looks really happy. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, no, I just wonder because as I've brought up, like, if in my father's opinion, he's an eighty-year-old man; he's not very familiar with these concepts, right? If, he watches a lot of CNN. If I, yeah, that's true. Someone that was with a male to female transgender individual who still has a dick to my father, I have to imagine that that person is gay. Yeah. But also I'm going to let you keep going, but to the, I feel like that person is gay to the, even the 24 year old on the basketball court in, in, in fucking in Morningside Heights. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! We, we oh, you know, you good point. We we don't we don't count on that person very much. We don't we don't go to them for opinions very much. But, but why not? Uh, it's a good question. I think because it's too messy for CNN types. Right, but that, see, and that's it. Do, we got to we the, I, NP, the NPR tote bag type does not want to ask that person a fucking thing. No, but see, this is the th- where it's like this puts us in a sticky situation where I feel like this what this whole conversation with this last hour and a half has proved to me is like the level of dishonesty that exists on the internet. Yeah. Like, we just got to get rid of it. That's what I'm saying. We have to live in the real I'm world. I'm first wave. But we're doing a podcast just which like puts a, us on the internet. Just like I was a first wave gentrifier, I'm a first wave uh, admitter of uh, hating Puerto Ricans for a week. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I just, I, it's, we, the, the internet is, the media world is mad dishonest and it's fucked up. Yeah. And it also, it overlooks a lot of people like you with yeah. your racial animus. And and the man on the, and and the twenty four year old on the basketball court that thinks having sex with with the trans person is gay, yeah. These are real people. Why aren't real we people, counting them? Real people out here. Why aren't we counting the real folks? They wanted to. They wanted. They want to split us up into CNN and and uh, Trump camps. Exactly. But and meanwhile, I'm, you know, I'm Jill Stein. <laughs> All right. It's 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 a Jill Stein. It's a Jill Stein future. Jill Stein's world. We just live here. I think that's where we're headed. I hope that's where we're headed. That's Jill Stein, twenty twenty four. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.